This is a tasty burger. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Movie Mouthfuls podcast, a movie podcast with zero table manners. Each episode will be tucking into movies and the odd television show which contains some of the most iconic cinematic cuisine scenes in cinema history, as well as just about everything else that we can get his hands on. I'm Jordan, the bloke trying to be known as the film fella online, and I'm joined by the only logical co-host option for a podcast where we chow down on food and movies and TV and everything else. It's the UK's number one competitive eater. It's the one and only Beard Meets Food. Yay. Come on, sound more enthusiastic. I, I, this is the oh, first well, episode. Well, I thought I, I thought it was going to get a, a, like a proper, like a, a an audience applause sound effect or something. But, I don't know if uh, we've got one. We don't have that one. Well, it would be a bit too cheesy. Let's not do that. Uh, okay, I mean, well, I, I'm happy cheesy. for the introduction. And I did enjoy, by the way, the... Uh, the, the gag that you just made, I've totally forgotten it now, but um, you, you made a, a, an interesting gag at the start. Um, uh, oh, zero, t- zero table manners. Yeah, That's well, about my level of humour. We're on a tiny little table at the moment. but <laughs> uh, Beard HQ, as you so uh, eloquently put it. Early. I was going to say, yeah, like, um, you know, I'm, I'm here in, in Beard HQ that we were talking about before, and um, yeah, it's, it's not bad. Not bad little little digs you've got going on. <laughs> Sorry, isn't it? I saw it out the heating problem. Um, I had a, a slight central heating issue when when I first moved in. Almost got hypothermia. Yeah, well, I, I, I didn't have any nip on when I came in. I felt I felt yeah. fine. Like I didn't even need to wear my jumper that I brought after you pre-warned me that this place is like a fridge. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's not too bad. Um, but in general, you're doing okay, surviving through pandemic that we still seem to be. Yeah, chugging his way it's, through. It's been a long pandemic, hasn't it? It's been, it's been a long one, but yeah, I'm you okay. You sound like this one every other couple of years. It's been a long one this time. <laughs> um, and I guess, speaking of uh, sort of like a long time, this this whole thing has been a long time in the making, really, in, in retrospect, because obviously I do my own The Film Fella thing, as I've mentioned, trying to, you know, trying to, you know, I saw you, saw the shining light of Beard Meets Food on YouTube, and I was like, I want a piece of that, so I'm going to talk about films on the internet and, you know, there's about 12 people that are watching or whatever at the moment. But we got you on. We did an episode with the, the Leeds United um, talking about the Damned United and things like that. And you seem to really enjoy that. Got you on again to interview you as well, just to ask you about your favourite films and stuff like that. Indeed. And since then, you've just been sliding into my DMs every so often, just completely unprovoked, being like, oh, have you seen this? Is I can't believe you haven't watched this. What do you think of this actor? Oh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I think it's going to be shit, and then turns out you actually kind of half liked it. I don't, I don't so, think I ever started a sentence with the word "ooh," but I, I have been known <laughs> oh, to no. slide into some uh, to some DMs so, Stri- strictly on a professional basis. But yeah, yeah, it's been a, a long time coming. Happy to be here. Well, this, but you say happy, but I'm 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 here. I'm I'm at your place. Yeah, I mean, you know, figuratively, happy to be part of the, uh, the this uh, this project. Of our, be of a lot our little fun. journey. See see how far we get. Yeah. So for those that have clicked blindly onto this podcast episode. Presumably because you just saw that Beard Meets Food is involved and you have no care in the world about anything else and you just want to hear his lovely dulcet tones. Um, you should probably do like an ASMR channel, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so if you've obviously clicked onto this and you have got no idea what it is that we're talking about, we're going to be talking about Pulp Fiction. Uh, the reason for that is that Pulp Fiction has a very, very iconic burger scene in it and also there's a couple of other scenes as well that are in there that we're going to talk about briefly but before we do that because we'd be doing a disservice to any kind of movie podcast we, we should just probably have a little bit of a little conflab 
Bit of a chinwag. Bit of a chinwag about, chin about Pulp Fiction. Just about Pulp Fiction and whether we rate it or not, etc. I mean, um, fun fact, um, if, if anyone does ever come to grace uh, Beard HQ at any point further down the line, I don't know, he might run a competition for fans. I, I don't know. But his bathroom has actually got um, Vincent Vega um, on, on the pot in his in his toilet. So this seems like the most perfectly timed episode we could have done. I, my first visit here, Andy's got that in his toilet. And relieving yourself to the, uh, the the overwatching eye of Vincent Vega on the toilet. I, I thought it was just like super meta, you know, to have like a toilet. And in the toilet, there is a picture of John Travolta on the toilet. Yeah, well, it makes perfect sense. I mean, I didn't really think about this, but when I was doing the research for this episode, which we're going to get into in a second, <laughs> telling you beforehand, that every time that that poor bloke goes to the toilet, something bad happens. Consistently, it gets worse as well. Yeah, yeah I didn't, uh, I didn't know. There's the robbery, there's uh, the overdose, and then there's obviously his untimely demise. Uh, spoiler alert, of... if, you, if you haven't seen Pulp Fiction. Yeah, if you haven't seen Pulp Fiction alert. that came out in 1994. <laughs> <laughs> this came out, I was one year old. But anyway, let's let's talk about Pulp Fiction, and then we'll get on to the, the food stuff. A nice little guitar interlude there. Thank you to Lee, if you are listening. <laughs> we'll, we'll yeah, yeah. cheers, Lee. Cheers. I don't know who you are, but cheers, Lee. It's a good one. <laughs> um, I remember watching this for the first time. Obviously, I couldn't watch it when it came out because I was one year old. But at the time when I did watch it, I was in my early 20s. I'm now pushing into my late 20s. And I remember watching it and thinking, fantastic film. I really do understand why everyone bangs on about how good Tarantino is because he just knows how to make an interesting film. But... I didn't fully understand it. Like I did, and I followed it, but I don't think I understood it to the the level that I do now after doing this rewatch for the podcast. It just all clicked and fell into place because obviously it jumps about a bit time wise. And if you aren't paying attention or you're first time watching, you really do need to think about it after. And I remember thinking this is a fantastic film, and you know it's, it's up there as one of the best films I've seen. But on rewatch, I can firmly say that it deserves the sort of fanfare that it gets and the iconography that's sort of associated with what would what would you say about it yeah i have a a slightly different um i I, when i think of pulp fiction i think of do you remember uh video stores before netflix blockbuster yes i I do i'm not i'm not you're not quite that young i I, I did go to i did frequent the odd blockbuster yeah i I remember going there when i was i would have been about i guess nine and uh seen a massive cardboard cut out of Uma Thurman's head, which was not unpleasant, but yeah, um, like, doesn't that, sound unpleasant. Yeah, that's, that's how they. I remember them advertising the when, when, when it came out on a. Like, it would have been VHS probably back then, or, or DVD or whatever. But um, yeah, it's it's a great film. I think what, what's um, what's interesting about it is, it, the, the the narrative um, is is interwoven, right? It's not chronological. Well, I mean, it's chronicle, chronological, chronological, but um, weaves it, in and out. In, in that sense, but yeah, no, it's not. It's not one kind of uh, unilateral narrative, let's say, which made it interesting. I think at the time, I mean, films had done that before, but um, yeah, it's it's that it's well acted, you know, it's well casted, and um, it's just a cool movie. It's one of those movies you, you see, even if you don't like it, you would say I like Pulp Fiction just to sound cool. I think it's got a cool soundtrack as well. I mean, it's indeed it's, it's, it's like a groovy kind of soundtrack. It's very Tarantino when you look back at it now because it was like it's his second film after Reservoir Dogs, isn't it? Because yeah, are you sure you were born in 1990? You used the word groovy. Well, no, <laughs> but I, you know, I can't really think of another way to explain it. It's not, it's not, well, if anyone's listened to the intro to this podcast, it's not particularly um, on our musical taste spectrum, but it's not, they're not particularly bad songs. It's, funky. It, it's funky, it's funky, I'd, I'd say it's, it's a funky soundtrack. Um, 
So I've I've just made some notes on things just because we obviously don't want to. There's other podcasts for talking about everything about Pulp Fiction. This is this is the podcast. I'm, I'm taking a claim now that this is the podcast that's a, that's to listen to about food related things in films. Don't care if there's others. This this is it. This we're is gonna we're gonna get to the 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 real kind of nitty gritty. There's been a little bit of chaff so far, but we're going to get to the week. We're going to get to it, but I just thought I'd make a quick note about some things that I noticed when watching this a second time, just in general, that were like, oh, oh, okay, cool, this is cool, or oh, I didn't realise that. So I've got here the opening to this film with Tim Roth is absolutely amazing. I just think that the 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 preempt to the diner heist, where he's explaining that why does everyone rob liquor stores, gas stations, banks... They're insured. The restaurant's insured. No one gives a crap whether you rob a McDonald's or not. Like, because the like, yeah. all of it is so logical. And yeah, I don't think I've ever seen. Obviously, I'm not a criminal, so I'm not going to have seen anyone. I mean, I'm looking at your before. t-shirt right now. That begs to differ. There's, there's, there's some kind of crime happening here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crime of fashion, maybe. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's just a great opening. I, I I don't know if you disagree. If you agree, I think I really like Tim no, Roth as well. So it's an iconic. I mean, it, it's cool that, uh, as well that uh, it's Tim Roth doing it, right? But yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's you don't necessarily expect it do you when when the film starts that so they're actually gonna rob the place. So um, yeah, I mean it's it's iconic because everyone remembers that scene. It's one of the one of the the scenes from the film that you know. I mean, there are so many in in the in the film that people recount. But yeah, like you were saying before, because the way it, it's cut up and the way it's chronologically sort of out of step and sort of like flows and weaves. Each section of the film does have like a super iconic bit in yeah. it. That yeah. You remember that scene and then you remember the scene that we're going to talk about shortly. And you remember the whole bit about Mitch, the, the boxer and like his, his whole life, which it kind of almost becomes about him the whole film, but he's only introduced very late into the, yeah. Then you have like the prologue kind of thing with Winston Wolf at the end, which isn't really tied to anything. It's just fun, really. That's kind of lost its weight now that he does the. Uh, was, he does a. Uh, he appears as that character. Harvey Keitel He's appears on, as that character. Um, direct line. Direct. That's it. Direct line. He yeah. Turns up and helps you with your car yeah. insurance or whatever. And it's nothing sacred anymore. Like they, they're taking people from yeah. from amazing films and putting them in car ads. Well, they had him, didn't they? And then the, the, we're going off on a tangent here, but they they did all the. Transformers stuff, didn't they now? And all the uh, oh, yeah, I don't care Ninja about that, Turtles and stuff. They, they but, yeah, they're just that. ruining everything. <laughs> I mean, that were already ruined. I've got another note here, right? That just says Harvey Weinstein, a producer. Oh dear. <laughs> dot dot dot. <laughs> I don't know if you do. I don't think we want to get into that, do we? I mean, oh, we won't get into it. But I just just thought I'd make a note. Like, we'll, I mean, we'll he, avoid he, it. We'll probably get. I, I th- <laughs> he, he produced a lot of movies, right? And you can't. I don't think he tarnished them. His involvement. Yeah, yeah it's just. On retrospect, I'm like, oh no, but this it doesn't ruin the film for me. I just it was just a note that I made. I didn't realize it was evolved. I was like, oh, that's that's. It's like it's, it's like a it's like a food challenge with too many fries. When Weinstein's evolved, it doesn't take away from it, but you kind of just think, oh, well, never mind. You know. <laughs> there you have it, folks. The the only movie food related podcast where you would get a competitive eating analogy thrown in there. You don't get this anywhere else. Yeah, that's I'm, that's my expert testimony. <laughs> um, I've got. That I enjoy how Vincent and Jules's conversations are all just big explainers for things like TV pilots or yeah. how how the metric system works in Europe. Yeah, um, I think it's a credit to how Tarantino makes all of his films in general that a lot of the dialogue between characters just feels so natural. 
Uh, we've obviously been here getting set up for this podcast, and we've just been talking about all sorts. It almost feels like in one of his films that would be part of the just just random conversations that two hitmen might have that aren't specifically about the job that they're going to. It's just like, oh, which burger do you prefer? Or yeah. this person was in a TV pilot, and that's how it was. I just I really enjoy that, and I think it, after watching this again, I now realise after watching like his latest one, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, those scenes are in all of his films. Don't you think it's for me? Is I think it's there's a big especially when Tarantino became I suppose in his peak when he became most popular there was this kind of witch hunt you know in the media like everything was driven by violence and you know it was unnecessarily violent I remember that but to me Tarantino movies are always driven by the dialogue there's what what makes them is the fact that they're not necessarily conventional you don't like you say that a lot of them seem conversational and what makes the movies fun Especially like when you think of of uh, yeah John Travolta, you just think I can think I'm thinking now of of, of him talking <laughs> in the car. You know he's been a bit of a dude, and that's what makes the movie. It's not the fact that you know they're blowing people's heads off and, and stuff like that. That is what brings you into it. Isn't it? It's yeah. it's a hundred percent, and I just think the penny dropped watching it this time round for for this podcast. That I was like, it's not just that he makes good action set pieces like the Kill Bill stuff, like the Inglorious Bastards films. It's everything that he does and everything that he squeezes out of the actors and on retrospect I don't think he's done a bad film because of that I didn't like uh, what was that oh man quite a recent one Kurt Russell was in it I think it was Kurt Russell in it I'm going to say Hateful Eight is that right I don't know we're kind of uh, we didn't research that part in, in, uh, in the, <laughs> I, I know I know what I mean but I believe it's Hateful Eight there was one where it starts off and they're in a horse and cart I, yeah, I didn't think that was great yeah, but, that's uh, probably one of his weaker more recent ones and I haven't seen, I'll hold my hands up now, I haven't seen Jackie Brown, so I don't know how that holds up to the others. But I've seen seen pretty much all the other big hitters that he's done. Yeah. But anyway, we're going off on a tangent. We are. Um, I did forget that there is a lot of foot talk in this film, and obviously I remember reading somewhere that Tarantino has admitted that he's got a foot fetish, so it obviously all makes sense. Make of that what you will. But there is a lot of feet-related I don't really want to be chatter. thinking about feet and then we're talking about food I yeah, mean it's like, yeah, let's, let's move on from that. It's, just, it's just notes and then obviously we got the infamous Travolta dancing scene followed by oh well actually it's um, before that is the the meme yeah. that, you know that everyone uses now where he's looking a bit dazed and confused which now I've watched it back I realise it's because he's on heroin I'd forgotten that he yeah, uh, yeah. is an avid heroin user. <laughs> very, very avid, yeah. I love that, though. That's that, uh, the meme or the, 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 I use that gif, you know, if you're on Instagram and I just want to seem it? confused. It's, yeah. It's like the perfect way to convey confusion or, or <laughs> just um, if someone's giving you jip online, again, I don't think I've ever used jip before. You, 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 if, you respond with that gif. Yeah, you respond with that What? What are you on about? Like, yeah. okay, it, it's perfect. Um, and long may it continue. I hope it never dies. I hope the internet keeps that one going for a long time. Um, the adrenaline shot scene still makes me cringe to this day. I was looking Ooh, at it yeah. sort of half through my hands just because of the, the chest plate piercing to a heart. And yeah. It always no. makes me th- it makes me think as well there's like an, uh, a connection there between that movie and another, uh, which we're not discussing today, but um, it always it reminds me of uh, ah, The Rock that, you know, with uh, Nicolas Cage. Because there's a part in that where he's got to inject himself, you know, with a 
the, the, I don't know the, if I've seen it. You, you're supposed <laughs> to be a film fellow, man. Like, how, how, how could you not have seen The Rock, right? There's I a part in that movie. Basically, if you're exposed to this nerve agent, you have to stab yourself in the heart with the antidote. And it reminds me of, of, of that scene. So I just can't imagine like the willpower to, to stab yourself in the heart. I think they, well, they bunked that like years later and they found out that like, you could just inject yourself normally and it's, you know. Well, I, I Googled it and they did say when researching for this, some doctor... Did, you know, you get these YouTube videos where they get like someone in a profession to show them a load of movie clips and like, would this happen? And like, oh, yeah, the yeah. scene was one of them. And the doctor, can't remember her name, but she did say that adrenaline would work and that it's something that they would use. You would have to go hard if you were going through the chest plate. I don't know if it's something that they would particularly. No, do, I, but... no man, I, I'm, I'm sure I read an article that said that you, if you're going to, obviously they would use adrenaline or epinephrine given that they're in America. That's yeah. probably what they would call it. But um, yeah, I think they found that it was just equally useful if you inject it into a normal vein rather than going through anywhere. your actual you know, chest cavity. I but. mean, yeah, it's a no from me. Um, and then, yeah, the last few notes that I've got before we get onto this, I've put the... I just typed it down, just on my phone. He said it, and I typed it down. because it's Professional. It's cool as fuck as a quote. Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, the whole Bruce Willis section of this film, The Gimp... Look, honestly, if anyone's clicked on this again because they've seen that Beard's involved and you've never watched Pulp Fiction, us talking about gimps and random quotes and adrenaline shots. I wasn't part of the deal. I didn't know we were going to be talking about gimps. Yeah, it's it's a a strange old film in the middle. The middle of this film becomes very weird. Um, Even the the character himself, Mitch, the boxer, references how weird his day's been. Um, But yeah, fantastic. Love that bit. And then obviously you've got the very end bit that we mentioned, the, the epilogue sort of thing, which is the, the Jimmy, the, the Tarantino, where he stuck himself into his own film because he can't help it. He's a good actor, to be fair. He, was, on, he did that with um, From Dusk Till Dawn as he's well, right? He's done it in a few. I think it's something that he does, but that, that one where he's worried about his wife coming home because they've turned up with like a body and yeah. then they get the wolf, Winston Wolf, to turn Winston up, who we mentioned. And that is, that is all my general notes about this film. Have you got anything else that you want to mention before we talk about what people no, are really here for? Let's get to the food. But I mean... Yes, yeah, it's, it's a good. You don't. I don't think we're going to be treading new ground by saying, "Check out Pulp Fiction." It's a really good film. I mean, <laughs> who, who who thinks that Pulp Fiction's a bad film? But it, it's a charming movie in many ways, and um, yeah, it's it's a good watch. But it, it punctuated by uh, lots of scenes with well, a few scenes with uh, with food. They're very memorable. Which we're going to discuss. This is my. I'm trying to be a co anchor here, and we're going to segue into talking about the uh, the food parts. I like it. I like it. Let's. Uh... So, uh, I can't remember what you just said. You said something like move on to the food. That could be like a catchphrase. Let's do let's do that right now. Was that more handiwork from Lee? Yeah, Lee's just he's, going right here in studio and every time we click on this we don't we're not actually clicking on anything. It's just Lee just plugged in, just playing all these riffs off. Like you've got a guitar on wall there, so you know. On wall? I do. I've got a guitar on the wall. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's What's a real wrong? guitar. It's, it's not just decorative. It's one of the. It's the second guitar I ever bought. Nice. Anyway, like, yeah. Nice. Let's, okay, I was going to say we're from, from Yorkshire, so when I'm going on wall and people can't understand what I'm saying or whatever, you know, you've been you, presumably some people here who will listen to this will have been listening to Beard in some form or another. So you know, just get used to it. I guess <laughs> probably you can't subtitle the podcast. I'm afraid. Yeah, no. Um. So first food scene. And it is pretty much straight away after that diner scene at the beginning, which you don't really see food. There's coffee in that, but we're going to ignore that. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about some actual food. So it's the list of Vincent Vega and Jules. I've forgotten his, his um, 
surname. It's not Holland. I could tell you that George much. Holland. But um, Sam Jackson's character, Jules, and Vincent, who is John Travolta, they're in the car. They're heading to their, their hit job that they're about to do right at the beginning. And they're just listing off. Um, well, he's kind of he's kind of explaining because he's been away in Holland for three years as uh, Travolta's character. Um, so he's obviously been getting high and um, telling him all about the uh, cultural differences and, yeah. and stuff, all the, all the cultural differences. Um, and then they get on to like just different things in Europe. He's like, oh, it's not just the not just the weed, man. It's all this other stuff. Um, so I made a list, and we can just uh, you know we're, we're technically sort of from Europe. I mean, whether the We've booted uh, them they out. Were. Booted <laughs> we were. <laughs> well, the less said, the better. <laughs> but, um, beer in uh, theatres or, or sports events or things like that, that's something that we can't really do here. You have to go away. Like at football in the UK, different if we have any American listeners. I know you can stand in an NFL game, you can drink beer. I've, I've done that myself. Here, you can't have beer in a football stand. You can't watch football and drink beer. You can't go to a theatre really and drink beer outside of the bar area. You can in cinemas because they start they've started to sell bottles and things some, like that. Some of the more premium cinemas, uh, yeah. Everyman in uh, in Leeds. You can, I think you could do the it there, wine, right? Bottles of wine and, and, and slices and of pizza on yeah. a, on an upholstered seat, which I find a little bit odd. It should be at least wiped clean <laughs> for not only that reason actually in the cinema, but anyway. Um, yeah, you 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 can't have beer in. Uh, I, I just something I wouldn't do. I mean, you go for a, a big bucket of soft drink or something. I wouldn't enjoy a, a film with a beer. I don't think. Yeah, my my partner Abby did once. I can't remember what film it was. It was recently as well. It was like I think it might have been during the the lull in COVID where you were allowed to go to the cinema. Oh no, actually it wasn't. It was before then. It was at the beginning, beginning of the year, just before COVID came in. We went to go see Jojo Rabbit. She had no idea what it was really about, but she wanted to come see it anyway. She bought a lot of little miniatures of wine, and she just got absolutely blattered. Just like, she, just, she doesn't remember any of the film, anything. I, I watched it. It's a fa- Jojo Rabbit, side note, fantastic film. But yeah, I, I couldn't do it. For the same reason, if you're going to watch a film, I, I love film, so I want to remember... Yeah, you don't <laughs> I don't know, though. I mean, like, that would have to be a long film for me to get absolutely... She she caned these little things. She's gonna kill me for saying this, but she I think she even left a couple on the seat because she was just very drunk. And what forgot. an animal! Um, but yeah, but so that that is a European difference that he mentions. It is true. I do think I've been to places in Spain and stuff before where you go to events and you can drink like openly. I don't know if it's the same with football there, but that is a difference. It's true. We can confirm it's not bollocks. confirmed. Yeah. Ping. Um, beer in uh, French McDonald's. Um, have you, a beer? Have That's, you ever had a, a beer at McDonald's? No, but everyone knows it's true though, because as you get there, and you're like, "This is wacky, man!" Like, I, I get my extra value meal, my Big Mac meal with a with a kids a meal. Little, uh, it's I'm still it's, it's normally a naff beer, to be fair. But um, yeah, typically when I go overseas, the last thing I want to be eating is McDonald's or any yeah. kind of fast food. Really. I want to sample some local. Uh, cuisine, but yeah, no, that is true. You you get uh you get beer in some European countries with fast food. Yeah, I do know that Burger King have like an exclusive deal. Like whenever I've been to Spain on like a lads 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 type holiday, and you go and get your Burger King because you you're dying a death next day. Um, they do like Budweiser. I don't think I've ever wanted to do it because I think some of them come out of like a machine, the same as you would like the Coke machine. Just, none of it sits right with me. Yeah. So I'm I'm not a fan of that. Like a draft beer is always the worst beer, uh, other than being pulled properly off of a, a keg or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's never the never the best. Um. And yeah, so the main bit of this this little section is the the quarter pounder with cheese, or as he tells Jules. It's the Royale with cheese. 
Yeah. To, to which then he starts asking if it's called a Big Mac, and he's like, "Oh no, no, it's Le Big Mac." Le, Le Big Mac. <laughs> yeah, he did, Sam Jackson does his best uh, little French accent, doesn't he? It doesn't really come off that well. But yeah, I mean, there isn't a, the the main scenes. The next one we're about to talk about, but the the um, I just thought we'd mention it. Um, I've uh, just before this uh, this podcast, I thought in the tradition of you know this is a new exciting thing that me and Beard are doing. So if we can do it, we will try and have the food that's part of... We can't have a big kahuna burger because it doesn't exist. Sadly, sadly, yeah. But you've got the, the closest thing. You've got, got a quarter pound of cheese because that's in the film. Yeah. It, it, it There's nothing really to write home about. Is it really? It, it, it tastes exactly the same as the countless other quarter pound of cheeseburgers that I've had before. I've got a beverage, which we'll mention in the next scene. A tasty beverage. A tasty beverage. I forewent the, uh, the food because um, I've, I've eaten a lot lately. Yeah, as, as, I, 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 I did try. I did I said, you know, <laughs> we'll get you so like you've got we've got to do good clinkers burgers together or something like that as we eat, but he, he won't have enough of it. It's tuna salad for me today, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, afraid. Like, so, uh, yeah. Fun fact for anyone that doesn't know, he just doesn't he just doesn't eat. It's yeah, all alive. <laughs> even the he just puts it down his pants or something like that when he's doing the thing. It's all it's all bollocks. Like, it's all camera trickery. That's it. You, it's CGI, good tanky I, YouTube channel. I'm doing I, it so that you tanky YouTube channel and everyone comes here and this can be the new thing that we Yeah, do. I, I get DreamWorks to do the CGI on that, or like an <laughs> industrial light and magic, they just magic the burgers into my belly, uh, and then the toilet. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, take it based on what you said a minute ago. You, you, you haven't. Do you have you ever had like an exclusive McDonald's or Burger King item from a different country that they don't do in the UK? I, I remember when I went to uh, Munich. Um, it was just when we got off the train. There was literally a McDonald's like in the train station, so we went in there. Just to get something quick before we went to somewhere, somewhere probably really dark, like Dachau or something like that. I needed <laughs> some food. We won't talk about that. But they had a chicken nugget burger. And just because, even though it was literally four chicken nuggets with a slice of cheese just depressingly slapped on it, and that was it. I was like, they don't do this at home. So I'm going to get it. And it tasted no different to a chicken sandwich that you get here. It was just four nuggets and a burger. And it was like a quid or, you know, a euro. Oh, yeah. um, have you ever had any. Weird or wonderful. Uh, I, I'm more kind of like I'll try chains that we don't have. You know, when when I go, so you know, Jack in a Box, Popeyes, Wendy's. Although Wendy's is um, it's coming over here. Oh, fantastic! Uh, I've soon. always wanted to try Wendy's. I Wendy's is kind of like uh, to me, it's 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 between Burger King and McDonald's. You know, but it has some. It, I tried the Baconator. Obviously, you got to try that because that's it's kind of that's an iconic that thing. Kills people. I, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it was that good, but um, the one thing I remember I wanted to try from I would never. I don't even eat at McDonald's in this country, to be honest. But um, what, the the last time I went to McDonald's in America, I think I was in North Carolina, and um, I had the I wanted to try one of the breakfast biscuits because I love uh biscuits not you know uh like biscuits and gravy type biscuits. yeah they not rich like tea a, it's like a scone yeah yeah like like a, a savory scone but with a bit of sausage in there and some cheese that was pretty good but no I, that, that's about it fair enough fair enough <laughs> and i mean the last thing that he mentions before we move on to the scene that everyone is it's probably chomping at the bit asking us why we're not talking about it is uh Holland and the obsession with mayonnaise all over the French fries. Yeah I don't I don't think that's that, that big of a deal is it I mean I, I went when I went to so I went to Bruges literally at one month before lockdown kicked in the thing. And they, because fun fact, the French did not invent French fries. Did you know this? 
Yeah, it's not. This is not a fun fact, but it's a fact okay. nonetheless. I'll let you continue. It's a fact. It's, it's a Belgian thing. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's the, the French fries are actually Belgian. End of that. That is yeah. it. But they do have. I've forgotten the name of the sauce. I tried it, and it's like a weird, sweet, sort of mustardy, strange kind of in between, sort of a mayo and a mustardy. It's not really sauce. Yeah. I forgot what it's called. It's nice. I just tried it. It's traditional. You get a corner fries and the yeah. It's, it's it. not a straight up mayo, is it? You make it sound no. like it's a bit of Hellman's or something or whatever they have in uh, yeah. in America. But it, that's not that big of a. I, I don't really like ketchup that much. So I, mean, I don't either. No. I, admittedly, I'm not that into mayonnaise or any sauces. What? Um, but um, <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was that weird that yeah they eat fries with mayonnaise. It's, yeah, it's wet, right? It tastes like something. If is there any any Americans that do listen to this, do you, do you find that odd or not? Let us know. But yeah, that's the one thing they mentioned. They seem to be perplexed by the idea but there you go um i guess um we should probably talk about the scene yeah just because we've sandwiched it in like a big kahuna burger into the middle there. yeah see what i did there yeah. uh, into the middle so we're going to talk about the kahuna burger scene um and we've got some well again he's probably going to say this isn't fun but i have some fun little fun little facts about kahuna burger to, to throw in no, i'm the sure end. these will be fun the fries will not some <laughs> Let's talk about Big Kahuna Burger. Kahuna Burger. I I forgot that this scene was so early on into the film. Like I just it, like between because I mean the the scene we were just talking about is very early on, and then it rolls pretty much straight into this. And then obviously there's that um, chopping and changing of the timeline, so you get like it's double tailed later on in the film. I, double tailed. You mean dovetailed? No, d- t- like double tailed sounds like something else. Top and tailed is what oh, I was okay. going for. Look, I'll, uh, you'll um, <laughs> okay. if anyone does listen to this, you'll get used to the fact that I'll just sometimes just say things that are just there, whether they're right or wrong. I'll just say it's them. Going off it's with the hilarious some consequences. Sort of weird West Yorkshire trait that you're going to have to deal with. Do we need to explain the scene? Did, should we? I mean, we should kind of paint a picture. For you're you're going to ramble, right? So let, let let me do the scene. Go for it. So. Uh, John Travolta um, and uh, Sam Sam Jackson they they turn up they're a, a bit of a hit squad for a local mob boss style Marcellus uh, Wallace yeah indeed played by Ving Rhames yeah yeah am I right I thought I was I think so no yeah. I, I am right um, <laughs> and uh, yeah they say we need shotguns because there's going to be a lot of guys up there uh, but they have pea shooters um, they turn up there and Sam Jackson gives a bit of a uh, it's kind of a um, What's the word for it? It's a bit of a virtuoso performance because he's he's kind of intimidating uh, because they're trying to collect a debt of some kind, I think. Yeah, we'll and, get on to that. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but he kind of makes him feel at home. He says, chill, buddy. Don't worry, but can I have some of your... Uh, yeah, what what burger you got there? He says, a uh, big kahuna. Oh, it's the Hawaiian burger joint. Can I have some of your burger? He says, yeah, knock yourselves out. He says, actually, the, the best part of that scene is when he says, ah, burgers, what are you eating for breakfast? Ah, burgers, the cornerstone of any nutritious yeah, got breakfast. It, yeah, hamburgers, the cornerstone of oh, any nutritious close. breakfast. And the way that he delivers that line as well is just perfect. Oh, yeah. And then he, he kind of intimidatingly sips on the uh, the Sprite, which for... We've got, uh, we've got here, we've yeah. just... For, Posterity or whatever. Although, yeah, I think some... you're watching your figure out because you've got Sprite Zero there. Yeah, I'm, I'm on a bit of a diet kick, so we've um, got Sprite Zero. It's not quite the same as a Sprite. That, that's but... the scene, though, isn't it? Did I do a good job of summarising that? Pretty yeah, much that's yeah, the scene. That's, and that's then... pretty much it. That's pretty much it. it. Intimidating Sam Jackson, who's already in, an intimidating figure the, in most films. We should say the people they're intimidating are like some kind of, they're kind of like... Uh, some slap. cronies that have been working for Marcellus. We don't really know yeah, what's they, gone right. It never explains what they've done. They look a bit like college kids to me that are in over their heads. You yeah. know, they've maybe borrowed some stuff for an illicit activity what they've stolen yeah. back um and that's basically it and they're, they're there to collect the thing that they've not handed over yes and that's pretty much it um so yeah now you don't need to watch pulp fiction okay <laughs> <laughs> no definitely definitely if you've not watched it definitely watch it because this is only a small fragment of this film 
Um, but it's one of the most iconic scenes because you've got that line, the hamburgers, the cornerstone of any nutritious breakfast. The way that he delivers the word nutritious, I can't do it because it's I Sam lo- Jackson. I, I, love the, uh, I love the part where he says, mmm, Sprite. And he says, do, do you mind if I have some of this delicious beverage to, to, wash, beverage, yeah. to, to wash it down, wash it down? It's, and, uh, uh, yeah. It is really good. And then you've got the, the iconic line um, of the, mmm, this is a tasty burger. It's just... It, He's purposely laying it on thick with them with like this. Obviously, he is enjoying the burger, but he's saying it in such a sarcastic, intimidating, mixed yeah. tone. Like they can't really place whether he's a friend or whether he's going to pop him in head. Like mm-hmm. he just that that is the whole scene, and it's just pivoted around him basically winding these guys up over this burger. And obviously, the guys that terrified of him is just hands over his burger, hands over everything to him. Indeed. Like that's just it. Big Kahuna Burger, if you hadn't have guessed already because of the word Kahuna, Big Kahuna. It's, it's a Hawaiian burger joint. Yeah, indeed, Hawaiian. Um, I don't. It, it doesn't look that Hawaiian when they pick it up. It looks to me like a, a, a stunt cheeseburger, like just a prop burger. <laughs> well, well, we've you know as part of my fun facts, um, it appears this is from the the Big Kahuna Burger Wikipedia page. Have a Wikipedia page. It's got its own Wikipedia page just for Big Kahuna Burger. God damn. The burger appears to be a typical American beef burger with cheese, lettuce, and tomato on a hamburger bun. So I don't know where the Hawaiian part of Big Kahuna Burger comes in. There's no pineapple to be seen anywhere. There's no. No, I was expecting that. I think if if Big Kahuna Burger was real, that might be like the entry level. But that's that's your savor menu, bog standard beef burger, whatever. But I think they probably do some more gourmet stuff higher up the the menu, and you know maybe some pineapples involved. I do think that there is some menus that are shown in some other films, which kind of leads me to the other fact, is that it has actually appeared in eight films by Quentin Tarantino and or Robert Rodriguez. Now, some of these are fairly obvious when you're going through them. You're like, all right, okay, Tarantino, Tarantino. All right, it worked for Robert Rodriguez in that one. There's one of these. I'm not going to say which one. I'm just going to read them out. Okay. And you'll know straight away. So Pulp Fiction. Okay, it's in that. We're yeah. talking about it now. Four Rooms, From Dusk Till Dawn, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, Death Proof, and the From Dusk Till Dawn TV series, and then finally the, the newest Tarantino film. Um, it does appear briefly in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Uh, what the, I don't even know what that is. I mean, it's that some is kind of a, kids' animation. Uh, that animation is a Robert thing. Rodriguez film, very much in the style of Spy Kids. Um, That'll be why I haven't seen it. <laughs> awful. It's terrible, but it's got a cult following online because it's so bad. It's, it's a kids' film, so... Does that mean that this universe that they've both sort of created is one thing? Is it an interdimensional restaurant chain that flips between? Is it just a cheeky nod that Robert Rodriguez threw in? Probably, but I still find it very funny that of all those other films that are very serious films or, you know, like Tarantino films. Adult films. Yeah, and you've got this kids film. No, not adult films. Kids film makes no no logical sense at all. The plot makes no sense. It's terrible, but it's got this cult following and he's just chucks this burger joint in which kind of like drags it into the same universe as Pulp Fiction and by default, Kill Bill, Inglorious Bastards... Yeah. <laughs> that is an interesting. That is a fun. That is a fun fact, though. You were, that, I found that quite fun. Yeah, it, that, you know, I'm surprised that I, I was uh, on the way. I was thinking, I wonder if anyone has yet tried to buy the rights to the name and then actually created a like, real life like um, restaurant called Big Kahuna Burger because that could be a thing. 
What's the one? Um, All right, don't I want to say Bubba Shrimp, but that's not right. Oh, but yeah, yeah, Bubba Shrimp, that's re- that's a real thing. So yeah, that was in the... Put it into Universal but that exa- thing. Yeah, exa- yeah, it's not a fast food place. It's like a, it's kind of like a TGI Fridays, but, you know, a level up. And they, it's, it's, I've been there actually twice, and they, they, they ask you um, <laughs> trivia about... I don't know if they still do this. I hope they do. But I, the last time I was there, they ask you, like, trivia questions, and you can get, like, a little free like a freebie kind of thing like a 10% off or like you get like a, a free snack on your way out or something and I remember the, the the waitress asking me um what are Lieutenant Dan's legs made out of to which I responded titanium alloy and uh, she was quite <laughs> impressed so <laughs> anyway that was, that was fun yeah but uh yeah no I agree I did when I was on the you know doing the doing the research because you've got to do the research when you do these things on the Wikipedia page that's not a very big page that was about all of the facts that were involved on the page um it does mention that some regular restaurant joints in America have made a speciality big kahuna burger menu or big kahuna it, mm. one was mentioned on there for the life of me I can't remember I'm sure someone will come and tell us if if it's something important that I've missed out on but yeah, we've not got any in the UK. I can't think of any Hawaiian burger joints that exist. I know that oh. there's burger places that like you mentioned off podcast that you've been somewhere that has like pineapple on this. Oh, Jolly Bee. Yeah, that was yeah. quite recently. In fact, filmed in this uh, in this very place that we are in right now. The the smell you of Jolly Bee is gone. The way you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they have a one of the standout items which I really did enjoy was the they call it the tropical burger. Um, but it just has bacon and and pineapple on there. So um, yeah, it was good though. It was it was a, a chicken burger though, not a not a beef burger. I get the feeling that big Kahuna burger would be beef topped with something and pineapple. Yeah, or some sort of like funky sort of pineapple type salsary dealio or something like that. Some sort of crazy Daily, yeah. sauce like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I could eat it. I'm not a massive pineapple fan, so I don't know if I could eat a speciality Hawaiian related thing. They eat quite a lot of like luau, like hog pig sort of dealios, don't they, in Hawaii? Hog pig dealios. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to say that that's that's all they eat, but. Um, <laughs> it's not saying that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm I don't, not I'm, saying that's all they eat, but. I would love to try some Hawaiian cuisine, put it that way. Some, some and Hawaiian fast food cuisine would be interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm up yeah. for that. If Big Kahuna Burger did exist, if somebody bought the right sat name and they launched a restaurant, I would be. I mean, that's a million views right there. I would be I'll be straight there. <laughs> well, I can I can already hear the. the Typing away frantically to the emails, sending sending to you, asking you to to do that now. I you said I, it. <laughs> maybe I could I could drop Tarantino a message, be like, "Yo, man, can uh, can I have the? They'd probably say no, though. Can can I have the? Um, you gave it to Shark Boy and Lava Girl for God's sake. Yeah, can I have it? <laughs> can I have it? And just like open a chain. Maybe it's a bit late. That would have probably worked in nineteen ninety four. Not so much now. Anyway, go on. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few few last bits, and we'll move on to the final bit of food, okay. and then we'll wrap this up. I. I I don't feel it personally because in my household, no one in my household is a veggie or a vegan, but I thought this was very 2021 when I was listening to poor old Jules takes a bite of his <laughs> burger and then goes, you know, he's unable to eat such meats and red meats due to his partner being a veggie and a vegan at home. And that is the most 2021 thing that that a 1994 film could yeah. have like, had social commentary on is that his partner is a veggie, so he can't have a burger or red meat. And now, but nothing, by the way, I've got nothing wrong with veggies or vegans. I'm sure well. we might eventually find uh, some sort of film where we can talk about food related to that area. But I just, I just noted it down. I thought well, that's, that's a perfect 
encapsulation of how 2021 is now, and yet poor old Jules is suffering in 1994. It's auspicious, man. He was he was a trailblazer. He he knew the struggles back then. He could see the 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 invasion of veganism and vegetarianism. But um, yeah, he he, he could. I mean, I, I he says that he can't have it because his girlfriend won't let him. At the same time as he's wielding some kind of like 44 Magnum, he's about to shoot some guy with. I'm sure he could have just said, "Listen, I'm having some. I'm having a burger. Otherwise, you or, get the bullet." Or just with this crazy hitman money that he's got, just, just go buy one on the sly with yeah. Vince. Well, they don't look that well paid to me, though. I mean, yeah, I don't really understand the dealio either. I don't, I don't, I don't get what the the situation is with with payment and whatnot. Which kind of leads me on to this one, and obviously it isn't payment. It's kind of the job that they're doing, but it's the question that everyone who Anyone that ever talks about Pulp Fiction, because there's no specific answer, what's in the briefcase? It's glowing, whatever it is. So um, Uranium? I don't know, it could be, I, hopefully it's not uranium, because Travolta would have been, you know, exposed to some, what do they call them, rontgens or something? <laughs> some, some serious waves. His ears had been falling off by the end of the film. But um, <laughs> there's something in there that's glowing, yeah, I don't know, it, it may be um, some kind of bullion. So I, I don't know if... Yeah, I mean, a lot of people reckon like gold bars and stuff, but then the way that all of the different characters interact with it, there's obviously loads of theories that Tarantino has fed into. Unfortunately, I didn't have time to find out every single one. I do remember there was a theory going around that it was meant to be the script for the actual film, and it's some uh, sort of weird meta fourth wall type thing where... That's disappointing. And then there was another one to do with like something related to the gimp even though the gimp in the film's got no relation to the plot really other than yeah can we get off the gimp scene I, I don't know um i don't know i don't know what i'd like it if it were your if it were your magical briefcase what would what would you have in in magical briefcase oh uh, like some uh like uh, a big shiny voucher like a willy wonka style voucher <laughs> which said that i could um get anything i want from five guys Till the day that I died, which probably, if that was the case, would not be long so, after. So what you're describing here, and I hope someone from Five Guys is listening, is it's kind of similar to a Nando's black card, but you just want a shiny gold, yeah, but one, not but yeah, like but, bigger, more, and, more and, extra. Yeah, kind of like but you some, have to carry it in, like one of those checks that someone gives like to someone. Almost between between like regular voucher size and novelty check size, somewhere in the middle, novelty so you whip size. out people it's got, know. It's got to be novelty check. Look, look, this is this is the campaign. It starts now, and we'll, we'll every other episode we'll bring it back up, but. We're campaigning so that he can have lifetime supply of, of beard shakes from five guys. Indeed. And be as awkward as possible when he gets to till and they don't know who he is. <laughs> oh, you saw, you saw that video too. <laughs> of course I did, man. Um, and yeah, I just really enjoy the, the rounding out of that before he uh, obviously offs them, where he's just like, English motherfucker, do you speak it? <laughs> <laughs> say what? Say what one more goddamn time. It's just constantly, the guy's just like, what, 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 what? Like, yeah, only, only Sam Jackson could do that, I think. He's got just a massive magnum in his face. So, I mean, I I, I would... Not the ice cream. Be, not not, not the, the ice cream. <laughs> that would be less threatening. This he's is a waving podcast. an ice cream in his face. <laughs> Brain freeze, man. So, you he could probably do some damage with it. <laughs> Have you got anything else that you want to say about the big Kahuna Burger scene from Pulp Fiction? No, I just thought I wish it existed. You know, it'd be fun. It'd be fun to try. So, uh, okay. no, that's so about if, it. Any, if anyone's listening, sort sort. We can do some stuff. We go on Dragons Den. You and me could pitch it. We're going to bring this thing to to market. <laughs> bring the podcast on. Just press play. <laughs> <laughs> big Kahuna Burger. It could happen. We could just stand there in the middle and do the the John Travolta like confused. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll move on to the last bit and wrap this up because uh, I feel like we're. We're going off on many a tangent. <laughs> it's always going to happen. It's always going to happen. 
the final bit of food in this, and there is literally nothing. Wait, 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 wait a second. Cheers, Lee. Thanks for the guitar interlude. <laughs> Thanks, Lee. Back in your box now. <laughs> Polly, you did this as a, a favour, and now we're just uh, resigning him to. Go on, to get, get on with it. Wait, 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 I on, right, you. Come on, let's do this. So. There is one final scene I completely forgotten about that does involve food. And specifically, it kind of... I was going to not even mention it, but then I was like, one, this is super weird anyway. Like, the setting for this particular restaurant is odd. But two, he's talking about milkshakes. And, you know, as we've just mentioned, there's, there's the whole five-guy beard shake. Um, can, you, can you remind any listeners oh, that yeah, don't yeah. know what, what is in the, the, the beard shake? Yeah, you could, I mean, don't go up and ask for a beard shake. Unless you're um, maybe like two or three, they won't know what you're talking about. But yeah, it's um, peanut butter, Oreo, and bacon. Don't forget the bacon. It, it, what's the flavour of the shake? Is the shake well? The, the, the shake is a standard flavour, Jordan. Come on, how many times have you? Been, it's vanilla, and then the, the mixings that you put in ah, there. Ah, right. I what, didn't know if you got like a vanilla, or a chocolate, and a strawberry. I've had it before. No, but I've no. Never even thought to. It's, it's a, it's a base flavour of vanilla. Then, if you want to make it strawberry, then you can add strawberry, which then turns it into a strawberry milkshake. What, I so. need that that meme where it goes, wow, you know that little kid <laughs> thing. Like I need that. I ain't got that on the sound thing, but that that's what I could do with. Um, I've just butchered that. Um, but yeah, so they, they go, um, Vince has to take out um, Uma Thurman's character, completely, she, she's all just Mrs. Wallace, has she got an actual name? We'll, we'll call her Mrs. Wallace, no, but I think she does have a name, but... to this restaurant, this uh, Jack Rabbit Slims, which uh, I, I'm guessing Jack Rabbit Slims is some sort of play on some terminology from like 50s, 60s America or something like that. Speaking of that, you know, we were just talking about we should bring, you know, Big Kahuna Burger to, to the real world. Yeah. There is a place called Jackrabbit Slims, I think, in Liverpool, which I'm... Uh, I, Do you I, think it might be like a... I, I'm assuming it must be... I, unless they come from a common inspirational theme, well, it must have the to... film and it must, super lazy. Yeah, incredibly yeah. lazy. <laughs> Wait, it must be that. I think so. I think he did a hot dog eating contest once. Ah, well, they do. Obviously, in the film, there's the dance off on the dance floor contest, mm. so maybe, maybe they do maybe. food stuff. Anyway, uh, I've got his 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 brains are whirring now. But um, the only sort of main thing they have, like he has a steak when he goes there. She has some sort of burger. Um, but the the main bit is um, I didn't even realize this until I started doing some research. But it's Steve Buscemi playing Buddy Holly. Is that how you pronounce it? Steve Buscemi. Yeah, Steve Buscemi, Buscemi dressed as Buddy Holly, man. Yeah, dressed as Buddy Holly, but it's so brief. Um, he's the waiter because all of the people I haven't really explained this very well but all the people in the, the restaurant there's like Nixon there's Marilyn Monroe yeah. they, you know every famous person that you can think of of sort of that sort of era in America is serving tables and stuff it's one of those kind of type diners I guess they're in there he comes over and asks does she want the, the $5 milkshake to which Vince is absolutely appalled by the idea of a $5 milkshake I Indeed. mean we were discussing this beforehand what were your thoughts yeah. on the $5 See, milkshake I'm, I'm thinking it's there's a lot of people say Five Guys is ludicrously expensive, right? But you get a Five Guys milkshake for five quid, and this was a five dollar milkshake in what nineteen ninety? What do we say four? Ninety four, yeah. Um, so I mean, really, economically, fiscally speaking, there's not been too much inflation there if you think about it. No, so, no, it's it's kind of a reasonable. Reasonable amount, isn't it? He really? is blown yeah. away by it though, as well. When you when he sips it, on the, he has uh, it, and like uh, there's that whole tension because it's the boss's wife and some yeah. dodgy things have happened before. He don't want to touch a straw, and she's like, "Oh, I don't have cooties," and he drinks it, and he's like, "Oh, five dollar milkshake, yeah, I can get behind this. Yeah, this is good." I didn't realize as well that when uh, Steve, uh, the buddy, buddy Holly waiter, um, asks about um, what flavor she wants, 
I can't remember. I haven't made the notes of the of the actors that he mentions because they're actors from the time period that's set in the you know in the restaurant. The comedians and actors, I think, mm. two of them that he mentions are either black actors or black comedians from the time, and two of the other ones are white. And he's obviously just asking her whether she wants vanilla or chocolate. That was completely lost on me until I did the research for this episode, and I was like, oh. Ah. That's- pretty interesting like i i didn't didn't get that because i think she gets chocolate in the end so they only do two flavors chocolate and vanilla yeah yeah only two flavors yeah i mean, I mean you don't more... get pink person days <laughs> i suppose not but um you would think that they didn't really think that through thematically did they they should have been thinking you know you, you normally you get vanilla chocolate strawberry banana your standards you would yeah. expect that at the very least yeah but the yeah no just, yeah, well. just two flavors and that's it but she goes chocky and i mean i'd, I'd go chocky as well you'd have a chocolate chocolate milkshake I, no, I go vanilla. I think. Do you like the sort of like the plain sort of? I don't. I, don't, I think. Um, yeah. I, well, it would depend on what I'd eaten. I think more than anything. With a burger, I think I'd go vanilla. You know, you want a standard bit of sweetness. You don't really want too much. I mean, we don't want to make this a food critic thing, but uh, yeah, I think I'd go in that scenario with vanilla. Fair enough. Like you're learning so many things about beard meats food here that you've probably never mm. learned before. <laughs> you don't necessarily want to learn. <laughs> Have you got anything else you want to add to that? That was my only other note on that last little foodie bit. No, it's just the cool scene. And then, then the dancing. He dances yeah, like my dad. Can't forget the dancing. God bless him. They somehow win from that. It doesn't show you them getting the trophy. It just shows them coming back with the trophy. They you somehow know, win from that appalling. Another thing I think of when, when, when I think of that film, you know, um, sometimes you you have a few days when you don't uh, you don't take good care of your hair. I, I get the, Now I've got really long hair. I get kind of greasy hair. And uh, Mrs. Beige, you say, oh, you should wash your hair. And I'm like, well, actually, wait, look at Pulp Fiction. Look at John Travolta in that movie. He's got like a whole theme going on, a whole look, part of which is greasy hair. So, is that what you're going for? Is this what? Is yeah, this, they, uh, that, yeah. That's I, totally I was it, looking yeah. and thinking, oh, with a picture in the bathroom as well, like maybe that's it's definitely not just an excuse to have greasy hair. But uh, <laughs> he pulls it off quite well. And actually, yeah, he, he, the, the dancing's good. Little, little earring as well. No, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> Well, if you ain't got what else to talk about, and I'm sure people probably want us to shut up soon, shall we? Uh, shall we move on to the outro? Let's move on to the outro. It's our boy Lee again. Cheers, Lee. Cheers, Lee. Appreciate Thanks, it. Lee. No, uh... In all sincere sort of thank yous, cheers, Lee, for sorting out the music for this episode. Um, uh, in well, all the episodes, I guess. <laughs> I was gonna say we're gonna have like new different yeah, things I don't for know each if, episode. If this somehow takes off, I don't know how the royalty system will work. He hasn't said he's gonna sue us or anything like that, so I think well, it ju- should be alright. I right. think judging by the lo- lack of structure, I'm not sure it will take off. But if it does, Lee, we'll we'll talk at a later date about um, <laughs> apportioning. Might revenue. get him in. You know this whole joke about get, we might get him, him to play live if this becomes a thing. Well, we have I mean, pay him, so <laughs> we, we got the guitar there. We could. Uh, I don't. It's not in tune, but you know, he'll sort it out. Yeah. yeah. It's a pro. Well, that is the end of our first, it's the, the inaugural episode of the Movie Mouthfuls podcast. Um, how was it for you? I think you just like saying the word inaugural. Yeah, it was, I, it was good. Um, I, I like talking about films and, and food. Who doesn't? You know, they, they are um, complimentary bedfellows. Notice that he didn't say he likes talking to me. <laughs> well, that, that kind of comes with it. That's a necessary evil. But yeah, it was a, it, it was a blast. Good to uh, to get out and do some stuff where there's no camera in my face. For now. <laughs> yeah, for now. Um, so this podcast should be available wherever you get your podcasts. As it's the first episode, I don't know how long it will take to get it rolled out everywhere. But if you are listening to this, it means that you're listening to the podcast. So 
Yeah. Um, make sure that if you are listening to us and you want to listen to future episodes when we get around to doing those, that you subscribe or follow or whatever system of being in the loop with the podcast is on your preferred platform. And if you can give us a review, star review, usually on iTunes is a, a big deal. Do you so. review podcasts? You, you can review them? You can review oh my God. Imagine, if, imagine if that existed with YouTube. Like it might, I have like a one-star channel. <laughs> Really likes and dislikes, I guess, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. But yeah, if you if you can, if if you are listening to this on iTunes or even if you're not, head over there because that'll do us the world of good. If you want to give us a, a nice cheeky review and say how lovely it is to listen to our, our dulcet tones, you can find us as a collective over on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And I've managed to nail just one handle, so it's at Movie Mouthfuls. You'll find us everywhere. You can also find myself over on Twitter at the Filmfella underscore and. Uh, you know, if you if you are interested in who the hell this bloke is trying to be called the film fella, I have a YouTube channel. It's on again, off again at the moment. I've got a situation going on, but go check that out. I'll be doing some more stuff soon. TV and film review stuff and everything else. And uh, I, I guess it doesn't really need to be said, but I will I will let I will let beards. No, tell no, you, 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 you don't need him. to come watch my channel. We, I, you, you could uh, if you're on. I mean. The easiest thing to do would be if you listen to this, you're on iTunes or Spotify or something. Just type in. The garlic bread song. <laughs> and give that a listen instead. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get into charts but, again. Yeah, no, just, I don't know, type beard meets food into something on the internet and you'll find me. Except for Pornhub. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I might be <laughs> on there. And OnlyFans, I'm not on there. Or TikTok, God forbid. I'm definitely on there. But anything else? Anything else other than those three, you'll find him. His YouTube you'll channel, obviously, is uh, where he's most well known. But other than that, go check him out. If you want to send us any questions, just just tweet us, I guess. Tweet at Movie Mouthfuls. Or if you want to be extra, extra, if you've got an idea for a film that we should watch that's got a, a significant food scene that we've somehow not stumbled upon, email us at moviemouthfuls at gmail.com. I'll check that, and if we could be bothered, we'll do we, it, we've I guess. Got, we've, we've got an email address as well. Oh, my, this is like a professional thing. We've got, hey, they, they, I've, I'm, I'm literally one shot of merch and Patreon at the moment. Once we've got them going, oh, super on. professional. <laughs> Uh, and again, big thanks to Lee for, for all the music and stuff. Uh, all, all jokes aside, really appreciate that, mate. And if uh, if you have anything you want us to plug, I know you said nothing right now, but if you do, we'll, we'll chuck it in. We'll be back very soon. We just need to figure out a schedule about what we're doing with this. But remember, hamburgers are most definitely the cornerstone of any nutritious breakfast. Nice, nice way to end, yeah. I, I disagree. I think you, breakfast should be, I don't know, oats, maybe some I eggs. I disagree. This is, oh, a, right. this is, this is it. Sorry. This is the last that was, thing. That, that was the last thing. What just cut me off in the edit? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. See you next time. Peace. Hi, I'm Dietrich. I'm Alex. And I'm Ben. We're from the podcast That Song From That Movie, the journey through the very best and worst of movie songs. We want you to join us on our voyage across the cinematic sound waves as we take a deep dive on a new song and movie each week to figure out just what makes them tick. Already we've set sail with Celine Dion on the Titanic, found a friend in Toy Story, and gotten drenched out in the rain with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Hopefully each breakdown allows us to answer the ultimate question of what's better, the movie or the song. Or at least learn something new along the way. Just like learning that Toy Story 4 is a meaningless cash grab without a soul. You can subscribe right now on all good podcast platforms. If you use one of the bad ones, then that's on you, and we can't be held responsible. Subscribe to that song from that movie.